Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Shout out to Africa. Shout out to all of the countries in Africa. Huge supporters too, man. Yeah, Shout we got a lot of love and a lot of support in Africa. Um, we've charted on some of the top charts in a variety of different countries, everywhere from Kenya to Zimbabwe to Ghana. South Africa, Ghana, yeah. Nigeria, all over Africa. We've been on the top charts at some point in time. So, um, you know, a lot of people, we have a lot of listeners in UK and all over, and they like, you know, we love your content, but some of the stuff that you're saying is only, a lot of stuff you're saying is only based upon American point of view. And that would make sense because we're from America. Yeah. But being that the world is a, a, a our oyster, <laughs> and um, we have we have supporters and, and, and listeners all over the world, we can't just focus only on where we live. So one of the goals for this year was to um, broaden the horizon yeah. and to get entrepreneurs and talk about content from all over the world. And, um, you know, COVID actually was a blessing in that regard because it helped us actually get on our virtual wave. Yeah. And that obviously helped with getting some content. So I put it on Instagram a few weeks ago. Like, you know, we want to do some entrepreneurs in Africa. Who should we reach out to? And um, we got hit up. Um, a lot of people hit us up. Like, you should reach out to this person, that person, this person. And one of the one of the most requested people was John O.B.D. Um, did I say that correct? Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> and um, so I looked on his page, and he had, he had a nice following. I loved his content. He, um, it, it looked real, like real good. His page looked real good. I did a research on him, so I reached out to him, and I'm like, you know, would you be interested in having a conversation? He hit me right back, like, yeah. 
And then when I spoke, it was even better because he actually was already a listener of the podcast. So I always like that. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah, it's always good to have guests that already are familiar with the platform so we don't have to explain it. They already kind of know. So I'm like, this is dope. So John is a superstar entrepreneur out of Nigeria. Um, He is an author. He is an international speaker. He's a social media influencer. He's the founder of Headstar Africa. He just hosted the largest virtual summit um, in Africa. Mm-hmm. 15,000 people were, were on that. Um, he does everything. He's online business consultant, teaches kids how to achieve success. Um, he's just- He's like, a programmer, a yeah, web developer. A little bit of everything. He's everything. <laughs> we, got, we got everything, John. We got everything that you've done, man. So this is going to be a dope <laughs> conversation. We're going to talk about um, a lot of the virtual stuff, tech stuff. Tech is real big in Nigeria. Um, and we're going to talk about, of course, the content of Africa, Nigeria. We're going to talk about- um, economics, all kinds of stuff. So I'm very excited to have this conversation. I'm sure Troy is it's as well. So John, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, John, let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, like I said, we are extremely excited about this, this episode. So founder of Headstar Africa, right? And, um, so I did some yeah. research. So, Headstar is actually a it's, it's a big thing. So what is what is Headstar Africa? Headstar Africa is a mentoring platform. It's different things to different people, but it, it started off as a mentoring platform where I brought a couple of my colleagues to teach Africans about business and personal development. So I started that in 2016. It is a Facebook group. Right now it's about 140,000 members mostly Nigerians and then a lot of Africans and then some sprinklings from all around the world. So there we host our webinars and we teach on everything on personal development, lifestyle and business. So that's what it is. Uh, But we also have other expressions like our podcasts, our videos, our interviews. We have a a program called Night School that holds every every Friday. Uh, so it's basically about business business and personal development. And we have other people on the Facebook group there also contributing about what it's like to achieve success in Africa. All right. So that's interesting because, um, yeah, I um, I did some research and I, like I said, I was watching a couple of your YouTube videos. So one of the things that you spoke about in Africa specifically is um, the, lack, the lack of infrastructure and um, when it comes to the yeah. internet, and you you made an interesting comparison. It's like you you said for people living in America, the internet is like the ocean, but for people in Africa, yeah. the internet is like a bottle of water. So that was very interesting. Yeah. Can you explain what what you meant by that? <laughs> All right. So uh, in 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 Nigeria specifically, so most people use internet in a limited way. So you have to buy like data plans of uh, one gigabyte, two gigabytes. Uh, 20 gigabytes. And so most people use the internet with a concept of scarcity, like this can run out. Uh, but in, in other, in other countries, like in the West, it's just, it's mostly unlimited, especially when you have fiber optic, um, and so on. So it's, it's unlimited there, but here it's mostly limited. Only like the top 0.5% of people are able to afford unlimited internet access. Yeah, so even with with the internet access, a lot of times people get blocked from viewing things, which is something that I discovered when doing the research on you. What's the the theory behind that? 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. I, I think I, I knew where you got that from one of my TV interviews. So there's this thing I call the, the third world fence, right? And so it's this invisible fence where the third world is kept behind this border. And so we cannot actively participate in certain activities online. So there are some websites we cannot visit because people assume that a lot of fraud emanates from third world countries. And so there are some websites that we cannot visit, some services we cannot access, uh, like PayPal. Now, you'd be shocked that in, in Nigeria, we cannot receive money through PayPal. But we can pay, but we cannot receive money through PayPal. Uh, we cannot use Stripe and, and most of the top-tier payment processors. So that's one of the areas of uh, the third world offense. Also, Nigerian cars are just not accepted on a lot of websites. So we have to figure out a number of workarounds just to exist on the internet. So that, that's what I call the third world fence. And uh, yeah, we got to keep on moving. So we find ways to get around them. Yeah. So, so you, you, what do you use? That you have your own um, like Nigerian um, payment system instead of Stripe or PayPal? Like you have your own one from in Nigeria? Like what do you, what do you guys use? Yeah, we have Nigerian payment systems. We've got Paystack, we've got Flutterwave. Those are the two biggest ones in Nigeria. Um, they do a pretty good job, but it's it's not quite as expansive as, say, a PayPal or a Stripe. Uh, so sometimes uh, a bank in maybe the, the United States might encounter our local payment system, Paystack, and just not honor the transaction. Occasionally that happens. Uh, but, you know, we, we make do with what we have while we seek uh, better options. Yeah, that's dope. I, I think, like I said, I mean, it's important for people because we don't really, a lot of times, mm. especially in America, we just get caught in our own bubble. So we don't really even, yeah. you know, think about like how different it could be for somebody in a different country. And it's like we run our business and we use PayPal and Stripe yeah. and uh, we can we can collect payments from all over. So if we was not able to use PayPal or Stripe and then especially like you say, I mean, in Nigeria it might not be a problem. But if you're collecting money from people in America or, or in different countries, then that could be an issue. And it's like now you gotta try yeah. to find other alternatives yeah. we, to kind of collect money. We yeah. like, even in doing the research for this, it was like I made it made me realize how much we take for granted, right? Like me sending a video to Shadi, it takes that's not even a thought, but where somebody in Nigeria or in a third world, quote unquote third world country, it's like, I don't have enough data. I might not be able to send that to you. You know what I'm saying? Like these things <laughs> yeah. don't come to mind when I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So but how yeah. do we define third world though? Cause I, I don't want to use that term. I mean, I don't know. You probably would, you know, know better than me. But it seems like a derogatory word term. Like, what is what's defined by third world? Is just a lack of infrastructure, or well, originally, um, I think the I think the first world, second, and third world originally originally started from the Cold War a, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. So I think first world countries were allies of the United States. Second world where I think allies of the Soviet Union and I think third world were in between. But over time, the meaning evolved to mean developing or underdeveloped countries. Okay. Yeah. yeah but the, the initial meaning of first, second and third world was relating to what alignment the different countries had during the Cold War. So in Nigeria, though, speaking about Nigeria, um, because we've heard different things about Nigeria. We've had a few different guests from Nigeria. And um, so can you kind of just paint the picture for Nigeria 
for people that that um, are not in Africa because it's an interesting country. It's the um, seventh most populated country, I believe, in the world. Mm -hmm. 200 million people. Mm -hmm. The most populated black country in the world. Um, Yeah. It's the wealthiest um, country sub-Saharan desert, I believe, in Africa. Sub-Saharan Africa. Sub-Saharan Africa, Africa, the wealthiest uh, country. It has one of the... um, the the highest oil reserves yeah, in the, in the world i think like in the top yeah. seven it has the richest black person in the world spoke about him Alike yeah on uh, yeah. goatee we, we spoke about him so it has a lot of things it seems like it, it has gone for us and it has a strong tech community a lot of people are interested in tech um but obviously there's challenges as well obviously so yeah can you kind of just you know how, did i did i get that right on the things that i said yeah, that, that was correct. That was correct. Okay. That was correct. So um, Nigeria is such a, a, a great land of opportunity. And I think we have one of the largest populations of young people in the world. So a lot of the business transactions are dominated by tech. So there's a lot of tech businesses going on. There's a lot of tech entrepreneurs, there's a lot of startups. So the startup scene is really big. And a lot of Nigerians are really hungry for knowledge. So we are very aspirational people. Nigerians are always trying to get better at something. So the knowledge business is booming in Nigeria. People buy courses. People are always getting training. I mean, it's, it's my industry. I do a lot of trainings and workshops, and I play in the space. So Nigerians buy a lot of courses, engage in a lot of training, personal development, business, online marketing. And not just from Nigerian trainers. Nigerians know a lot of American authors and speakers and course creators. So we we we, we learn a lot of content from even the, the American space and the Nigerian space. So it's a huge market. And so if if anyone were to be considering a new markets for their products, I mean, Nigeria is such a, a blue ocean, right? So like in America, you might have a lot of speakers and some niches might be saturated but if you're targeting a country like nigeria and you have something that can really give people value teach them a skill that could change their life this is a fantastic market so this is one of the the, the ways that nigeria is a great opportunity there are other sectors but i can i can really speak mostly about the sector that i play in and that's the online space technology and we are really booming there so also open to collaborations because i mean we're having the Skype conversation now, and um, it's not a uh, um, it's not a an obstacle. Distance is not a barrier. There's a lot of people just like me who are doing fantastic work um, on Instagram, on the internet, doing webinars, selling knowledge, and um, it's a it's a really great time to be a Nigerian. So I mean, that's interesting that you said that the the population is so young. When I looked at the median age, it was 18. I'm like, that's 18 <laughs> years old. That's crazy. So like. <laughs> You're, you you live in, in Lagos, but you're not from Lagos, right? Can you explain, because uh, I know it's a, po- a population of 9 million people, which is pretty much like New York City. Can you explain what Lagos is to Nigeria for people who have no idea what, what, what it is? Yeah, so Lagos is the tech capital of Nigeria. So it's a lot like New York. It's fast-paced, um, a huge business community, a lot of hustle. So if anyone were to be trying to look for the most vibrant business community in Nigeria, that would be Lagos. Um, Abuja is the official capital, but Lagos used to be the capital a long time ago. Uh, but 
Uh, I think that was before I was born. <laughs> but now Abuja is the capital. But Lagos still retains uh, that economic stronghold. So the, the economy of Nigeria is largely tied to Lagos. It's got such a vibrant um, business population, a lot of things going on here. So this is the place to be. If, if you're considering doing business in Nigeria, especially regarding tech, this is the place to be. Okay. All right. So, you know, we're earning your leisure. What everybody loves us for is like breakdowns and like step-by-step tutorials. So we got, we got the, um, you know, the land of the lay in, in Africa. So now let, let, let's get into it. Let's give the people some detailed information on what you do best. So we'll start with your most recent venture. So you did, you had a, the largest, um, online summit, uh, in Africa, 15,000 people, right? Yes. So it's a whole business model. And it's interesting because we haven't covered this yet. And in the time of COVID-19, a lot of people have been having online webinars, online summits, online presentations, online, everything online schools. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's turned into a revenue model, a mm -hmm. revenue stream. You can make money on it. So yeah, let's dissect yours. So, all right. Yours was called Head Start Africa Summit. Head Start Summit. Head Start Summit. Okay. So you so yeah, yes. can you can you kind of walk walk us through the, the, the summit? So Head Start Summit, our theme for this year was reinventing yourself for the new global economy. So there was a lot of pessimism about the COVID-19 era. And so people were losing their jobs. Some brick and mortar businesses had to close for a while. And there's a lot of pessimism and the mood was really low. And so we had to teach people how they could reinvent themselves um, in the travel industry, in the hospitality business, how people could reinvent themselves for the new global economy because everything of necessity had to move online. And so I got 17 speakers, most of whom are my colleagues in the speaking industry. And we held a summit for three days, six hours every day. From uh, It was from like 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. every day for three days. And so we had about 50,000 people who actually registered for the summit, but about 15,000 showed up. And uh, this was a different kind of summit. Most virtual summits take the easy route. I mean, no disrespect, but that's pretty easy to record it and put it up, schedule the content out. But we wanted to put it out there live. And so all the sessions were streamed live to YouTube. And um, most of the sessions averaged a live viewership of about 3,000 live viewers. So um, I haven't seen those numbers um, ever, <laughs> at least on this side. I haven't even seen that anywhere around the world, but I, I don't want to brag. I'll just talk about this <laughs> out for now until I, can, uh, <laughs> until, until I can verify those numbers. And so, but um, th there, there's a, a science to that. So th there's a way that virtual summits can be monetized. And there's an entire business model around that, which I'd like to share with a lot of people and how anyone can use that to blow up their business, especially if you have a business that is involved in teaching people something. You, you sell online courses, you sell books, you sell audio, and you want to drive a lot of attention almost instantly to your business and monetize all that attention. Um, there's an entire business model. A lot of things that we learned doing this, um, um, running the summit and monetizing it. And that's what I would like to share with a lot of people here. Yeah. So how, how long did it take to plan an event like this? That's all. I mean, 15,000 people is a lot. You have 50,000 registered. How long did it take to plan something like that? And what goes into it when you're trying to plan? Right. So this normally would take me about a month to plan, but so here's the thing. Uh, so, um, 
it usually takes about a month, but we planned it in 10 days. So uh, the president of Nigeria was due to give a speech about whether or not the lockdowns would be lifted. And so I told my team that, look, there's a good chance that the, lock the lockdowns would be lifted pretty soon. We've got to run this while everyone's still at home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't want to take a whole month to plan it out. I wanted to, to have the summit run while everyone was still at home so that we'd have all that attention. They'll be at home. Everyone would tune in, would have all that attention. So instead of a month, we had to crunch it down to 10 days. And so we had to plan and execute in just 10 days. Yeah, so just 10 days. So, um, the, so what went into planning that? First of all, we had to build an audience. We had to run a lot of ads and let people know that a virtual summit was happening. But not just any kind of virtual summit, it was one that was relevant to what was going on, and that's the COVID-19 era. And one that was offering a solution to the current problem, the economic realities of a lot of people who were losing their jobs. And we also had to invite people that everyone knew. We invited the most recognizable faces in Nigeria for, for that virtual summit. I think a couple of them were in the U.S. I think like two of our speakers were in the U.S., but most of the faces were recognizable. These are people who have been given solutions in Nigeria for a very long time. And so people saw this as very credible. Everyone registered. But an important thing that went to the planning was the choice of platforms. So a lot of people have, I've seen a lot of virtual summits happen on Instagram Live. Instagram Live is not a great place to hold uh, a summit or any serious virtual event. And, and you know, in, in online marketing, we have a saying that do not build your house on rented land. Mm. Right. And most of social media is rented land. So we have a lot of people who lose their Instagram accounts or their Facebook accounts, and there's no way to recover that audience. They'd have to start building again from scratch. And so though social media is important, you've got to find a way to offload those people that follow you online onto a platform that you own and control. And that is your email list. Right. So that's the first thing that we did. So social media, it's a great place, but it's like a marketplace where everyone comes, you do a business and you go home. So while you're in that marketplace, you've got to be able to take as many people in that marketplace home with you. That's the analogy that I could use. So we ran a lot of ads, put out a lot of publicity on Instagram, but we said, look, in order to get access to the live sessions, you would have to register on a certain page. Hit the link in our bio. And so we started running that publicity. So we use that to build a huge email list, right? So here's the flow. We use that to build a huge email list. But here's another mistake a lot of people make. Um, after putting them on the email list, people, a lot of people who hold virtual summits depend on the email broadcasts to bring people to attend. And if you do a lot of email marketing, you would see how low the open rates are a lot of times. So a person might be opening an email when the event is over. So you need to choose a platform that sends instant notifications to your registered members, right? So we not only took their email addresses, we put them onto this platform called Telegram. I'm not sure if Telegram is a, it's, it's, it's a huge thing in, in, in America, yeah, yeah, but it, it's really, oh, you, oh cool. Yeah. So Telegram, Telegram and WhatsApp are huge in Africa, really huge. So, but the greatest, the best thing about Telegram, here's the best thing about Telegram, especially Telegram channels, because Telegram has two sides of this, Telegram groups and Telegram channels, right? But Telegram channels, you can have all your subscribers receive a push notification whenever you make a post. 
that is very difficult to achieve on regular social networks. So if you made a post on Instagram, you'd have to hope that, that someone would find your post while casually scrolling through their newsfeed on, on Instagram or on Facebook. But with Telegram, once I make a post, I, um, we have um, a number of Telegram channels now, about, about 30,000 people across all our Telegram channels. If I made a post right now, at least half of those people would see it instantly because it sends them a push notification. So that is the best approach if you're looking to hold a live summit. I mean, if you were doing something like a blog post, you could put it out there and just hope that they'd find it. But if you need people's attention now, instantly, you have to use a platform like Telegram. And so that's what we use. So the flow was this. Hit the link in our bio, register. They got the link in our bio. They registered. We got their email. We send them follow-up emails. But we specified that they had to join the Telegram channel. And so that's how we populated the Telegram channels. And from the Telegram channels, whenever we had a live session, we will just broadcast the link. And we had this influx of people all at once. And so people were wondering, how are you able to gather all these eyeballs all at once to watch a live broadcast? Especially, you know, this is Africa when people are using limited internet <laughs> connectivity, <laughs> but you're still, able to, to, you're still able to bring them to watch hours and hours of broadcasts live. And so that was uh, the exact flow that we used. From social media, offload them to your email list. From your email list, get them onto a platform like Telegram where they can receive instant push notification. And then you'll have all those eyeballs whenever you have a live broadcast. It's it's that simple. Nothing complicated about it. It's it's, it's that simple. So, so that was the flow. No, the, the Telegram, I'm trying to think, it, it doesn't take as much megabytes as, as a typical, like if I was watching on YouTube. So the, the, the live stream doesn't happen on Telegram. It happens on YouTube. Oh, okay. Got you. Right? Telegram yeah, is just a notification. The telegram is to pull them onto YouTube. Got you. So, yeah. all right. But, so that, so that's, that's the first part as far as getting the people um, together. But you, you talked yeah. about as far as the business model, how to actually monetize it. Because I'm assuming it's free, right? Like you did the free. It was free? Yes. So how do you, how yes. do you, so how do you monetize it? How, how, does, how does that work? Right. So there are multiple ways to monetize it. The, the most obvious way is by selling the recordings. So it's put out there that, you know, the live sessions are free, but the recordings are not. And so you get all that attention. Everyone watches the live streams, but they cannot download the streams. The recordings are then sold. That's the most obvious business model that we use to monetize. But there are other ways. So we also sell classes, um, specialized workshops. So the, the beauty of all that attention is that once you have all that attention and you're giving value to all those viewers, anything that you sell to those people carries a lot of weight. So we, we had a lot of our, our guests who came on to speak and they had affiliate programs for, for their products. And at the end of their sessions, I would come on live with them to help pitch their products. They would sell and we would get a commission, right? So the affiliate business model was there. The sales of the recordings was there. And then our own of our own specialized workshops and classes that one also sold. So we, we sold specialized classes in artificial intelligence, um, online sales, marketing, cryptocurrency, and so on. We sold all those ones with the attention, and those ones also drove revenue. So those are multiple ways. If you also if you have a book, you have a course, you have a specialized workshop. The that's the best time to sell that sort of thing because you've been able to attract all those eyeballs 
to one spot. You've been able to build a lot of credibility by giving value upfront. So almost instantly, they know, like, and trust you, and they're willing to buy almost anything that is of value to them. Now, that's dope. Um, and yeah, going back to the WhatsApp thing, WhatsApp is extremely big overseas. Um, when I'm saying overseas, I'm talking about America. I, just, I realized that when I started to um, you know, have different friends from different countries, and even you, <laughs> that's how I contact yeah. you, and that's how we communicate is WhatsApp. And um, so yeah. when Facebook brought WhatsApp years ago for $19 billion, it was kind of weird because it's like they, they brought um, Instagram for only $1 billion, but the communication channels um, in other parts of the world, because WhatsApp is not really huge like that in America, but I realized okay. that in like Europe, Africa, pretty much everywhere, everywhere outside, outside of, of America, yeah. WhatsApp is, is huge. It's a huge communication channel. And then Telegram, um, shout out to Ian. Ian, he's uh he does our stock show with um Market Mondays is our stock show and he has a Telegram group and he's real big on Telegram. So what you're saying pretty much is like you gotta diversify even your 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 ways of communication. Like you can't just do yeah. anything through one channel. So it's like you you use Instagram as the first barrier to like because yeah. you know that's where most people are. And then you yeah. and then you move them from Instagram to Telegram, which is another kind of social network kind of thing, but it's yeah. better because yeah. now you can actually have push notifications. And then from Telegram, they sign up to the website, and then from the website, then they can watch it on YouTube. Then from YouTube, yes. if you don't watch it, you can or you can jump off and buy the course or go yeah. to the affiliate program. So it's now it's like seven different steps. In, yes. in the whole process. Yeah, and it goes back to what yes. you said about being on rented land. Like if Instagram stopped, yeah. you still got your Telegram group. If Telegram stopped, you still yes. got your email list on your website. If that stops, you still yeah. got the YouTube. So being on rented land, yeah. it, you, it, it, it works out perfectly for you. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a vibe. And um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like, you know, similar to what we see in America. A lot of different people do affiliate programs. I was going to ask you if you paid the speakers, but... I guess for the most of them, you didn't really have to pay because they was going to be able to make money on their courses that they sold on the back end, right? Yeah. 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 No matter where you're yeah, at in the world, the same, it's the same language. It's the same language, It's the man. same language, man. We always speak the same language. Yeah. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.